Medoff. There's the tap! Still undisputed! This is episode 36 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. Caucus Talk listeners, we are coming at you live today with a special report from the North Caucasus about Habib Nurmagomedov. Habib! The new world champion, MMA, UFC world champion. What's his weight class? Uh, Lightweight. 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 He's lightweight. He's, he's not the new world champion. He's, he's, no, the, he's no welterweight like me. Or, or ding-dong weight like me, whatever mine is. <laughs> Featherweight, right? Isn't Featherweight, that what you were? Yeah. Flyweight? Uh, but anyways, fly. listeners, I'm assuming some of you watched the fight between Habib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor um, As within you should have. the last couple weeks. and It was on every, October 6th. It was really controversial. Everybody in the world, a lot of people have seen what happened. And so we felt like we have got to talk about this on Caucus Talk. If you have not seen the fight, pause the recording and go to YouTube and watch a highlight. You got to see the ending. It was crazy. You know, Andrew, I saw the fight live on TV. I mean, I saw it while it was being aired in the U.S. um, at a venue. And I was actually... um, Wearing a big papaja, <laughs> the sheep wool hat, <laughs> and Love a it. bunch of people were like, "Is that that dude's hair?" And like, "What's going on?" So, <laughs> I interviewed people before the fight, um, and I have some sound clips here. I just, oh I didn't my. really know what to ask them. I cannot. Wait I was texting to hear this. you to ask to get some good questions, and and you were asleep my, or something. No, so, I was up, and my internet. We ran out of money in our internet connection, <laughs> and I was <laughs> not in a good place. <laughs> I didn't know you ran out of credit. That's terrible. Can I just say? Can I just say? Listeners, I want to tell you how I watched this match. It was a Sunday morning here, 7 a.m., and I still don't have, I, we don't have internet. I can't fix it. So I took my two girls, my two daughters, dressed them up, took them to McDonald's, which is about a 10-minute walk from our house, <laughs> and gosh. I couldn't get the internet there to work, so I watched live <laughs> text updates. <laughs> but I was thrilled when I found out how big won. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I was I was uh, pretty interested to find there was a, a big spread of opinions, some informed, some less. So here are a few sound bites. Awesome. Well, listeners, it is October sixth, and I am here at Dave and Buster's in the U.S. getting ready for the much anticipated UFC championship fight between Khabib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor. The place is busting at the seams tonight. We got a lot of people here, and I'm taking interviews throughout the evening on people's views of the fight coming up. Excuse me, can I ask you guys a couple questions for my podcast? Yeah. Um, so, are you guys here for the main fight tonight? Yes, sir. All right. Who are you rooting for? Khabib. Yeah, all right, Khabib. Fam. Can you tell me how come you root for Khabib? Uh, just he's been more active. Gonna see. It. See if you take him to the ground, I think he got it, man. All right, so you're here for the main fight. Who do you think is going to win tonight? McGregor, first round. Okay, how come? He's an animal. He's a beast. All right, so I got a podcast about Dagestan, where Habib is from. Do you know, have you ever heard of Dagestan, or do you know anything about it? Um, it snows. I'm taking a couple interview questions for my podcast. Are you here for the main fight tonight? Yes. 
Right. Who do you think is going to win? Well, uh, I know that Connor is capable, but I'm, I'm here for the underdog. Can't you tell? Habib. Habib. He's got a chance. He's got to get the mental together. All right, how about you? Who are you rooting for? McGregor. All right, you you, you look like you might be rooting for McGregor. Yeah, baby. <laughs> do, you, do you purposely style your beard after him, or is it just a no, coincidence? He, he styles it after him. Oh, there we go. How come you think McGregor's going to win? He's just a... He hits like a freight train. He's unstoppable. He, he's very meticulous. He's very calculating. He's going to take him down All right. piece by piece. Are you rooting for Khabib? Khabib, third round, submission, baby. All day. Submission. All right, how about you, sir? The McGregor or McGregor? McGregor. No, I'm going for him. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. The fight's about to start. I just put on my papaha here. I got a lot of interesting looks. All right, the octagon has gone dark, and they're about to bring out the defending champion. We got red lights. Lighting up the arena. This is quite a theatrical event. And here comes Khabib in his token white papaka. All right. Khabib has just won it. And for some reason, he jumped out of the rink and was fighting with a guy in the crowd. And the police are all over it. Took a shot at McGregor. Oh, it's just kind of a, a brawl up there. Just kind of a brawl. This is ridiculous. All right, so moving on from that. So we have with us to dissect and break down what happened from Dagestan itself. Give it up for Ravil. Ravil! Yeah! <laughs> If we had an MMA event in this room right now, Ravil would be the champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably true. Yes. Ravil, probably. welcome to Caucus Talk. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, I really appreciate that you guys have invited me to such a good topic. Um, uh, I hope the topic is going to be uh, very cool. And thank you. We, now, only, Ravil, we only do cool on Caucus Talk. It's so, a yes. little redundant. But Ravil, this is yeah. not actually Ravil's very first time on Caucus That's Talk. Right. In fact, Ravil made a vocal appearance. I guess they're all vocal appearances. But a non-studio appearance at our first ever live podcast broadcast from Happy Coffee. That's right. Yeah, that was we released that in June, and uh, Ravil was all over it, answering trivia it. questions. We were like, so where anyways, did this guy come from? Yeah, Ravil, it's great to have you. And um, Ravil, you are, just tell us real quick, give us a brief summary. Who are you? Where are you from? Are Why you do from? you speak English so well? Yeah, uh, first of all, my name is Ravil, and I'm from Dagestan. Uh, as, as you guys know, maybe some of them, uh, some of you guys don't know, uh, in Dagestan, almost like 40 ethnicities and every ethnicity speaks in their own language, their uh, native languages. And so, when I get there, it's going to be 41. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, for example, um, I'm Nogai. Uh, Nogai. 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 Uh, it's original uh, title of my ethnicity. Yeah. In Russian language, it calls Nagaitsi. 
So Nagaitsi. So it's this amazing, it's this, it's this glottal fricative, fricative, if you're into linguistics, the r back there. It's not a r, it's not a r, it's a r, r. So it's, it's called wow. the glottal fricative. So that's what the g is, really. You are right, bro. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, Ravil, um, are you, so before we get into the discussion, as a Dagestani guy, did you grow up uh, wrestling, fighting, boxing? Uh, what's your background? So ten O in UFC. <laughs> I'm joking. <Whoa! laughs> uh, when I was young, I w- I used to train a lot uh, in my village. It calls Tirikli Mektep. Okay. So I trained as a, a wrestler, freestyle wrestler, um, and then I got injured and I stopped training, and almost. Uh, in like five years I start training as a Thai boxer um, so and then I moved to um, Katigorsk where I'm li- living right now yes um, I start training as a MMA fighter so wow oh since you came since you came to Pitygorsk yeah I'm actually All his right. personal trainer Eli I don't know if you I'm his that. I'm I'm his bodyguard <laughs> 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 so Ravil, it's great to have you. You have you actually have personal expertise on MMA fighting and wrestling, so you know a lot more than Eli and I do. So this is good. For um, sure. Okay. So here's here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna summarize what happened that fatal night in Las what Vegas. Happened? In that in fact I and watched a video. It was it. called What Happened <laughs> about the fight. <laughs> Like people are like, what okay. happened? So in case you are uh, not in the loop and don't have internet on your phone, out of touch. listeners, um, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, he's from Dagestan. He had a MMA mixed martial arts fight in, uh, I think it was October 7th, with Conor McGregor, who is Irish and a uh, really big name, the most famous popular uh, fighter. Leading up to the fight, these guys were talking trash like crazy to each other over twitter uh, on interviews for months yeah and like connor especially was going way over the top um he made like personal slurs uh against uh habib's dad uh, about his religion about dagestan where he's from and then a month a couple months before the fight connor actually attacked a bus that habib was in and threw a dolly in through the window uh, was arrested for it in New York. And Hospitalized some people. It's was, it was kind of crazy. So anyways, leading up to the fight, it was really intense. And then during the fight, uh, it went four rounds. It was incredible to watch. But I'm, I don't think I'm, I know I'm biased, but I mean, more or less, Habib dominated him. That's uh, not biased. The fight. That's just objective. Yeah. And so biased. in the fourth round, uh, Habib got him to tap out uh, with a chokehold. And then immediately after he won, Habib uh, went over to the other side of the cage, started yelling at team members of Connors, jumped out of the ring, and jumped into the crowd and started brawling and fighting with, the, with uh, Connors' team. And, like and then every, it just all broke loose. And so then as he's doing that, uh, one of his teammates, Habib's teammates, had already jumped into the ring and started uh, trading punches with Connor. And then two more of Habib's teammates uh, 
these are Dagestani and Chechen guys, jumped into the ring, and they all, like, traded blows with Conor McGregor. So it was just absolutely nuts, total chaos, security everywhere, um, and, yeah, it, it it was just absolutely crazy. And they didn't even award the belt to Habib then and there, as would be normal, because of the chaos. Everyone left the venue, and then later he was given the belt in a press conference. Yeah, so if if you didn't see this, you got to watch it. Just, uh, I mean, it was total chaos. Like everybody watching could not believe what was happening. And then um, I want to read. So at that point after the fight, like a lot of people were saying, like I can't believe Habib did that. Um, that's crazy. Uh, and then I, I would like to read actually what Habib posted on his Instagram, if that's okay, um, to kind of get his perspective. And then let's talk about it, okay? All right, so this is what Habib uh, posted on Instagram. He said, I would like to address the UFC. Why didn't you fire anyone when their team attacked the bus and injured a couple of people? They could have killed someone there. Why is no one saying anything about insulting my homeland, religion, nation, or family? Um, Why do you have to punish my team when both teams fought? Uh, If you say that I started it, I don't agree. I finished what he started. Um, And then he went on uh, to say some other things, but basically he said, we've defended our honor, and this is the most important thing. Um, Yeah. And so uh, immediately after the fight, most Western news outlets were saying, what what was Habib thinking? That That was stupid. Uh, in Dagestan and in Russia, they were all saying, good job, Habib. Uh, you Absolutely. put him in his place. <laughs> right. Um, so, Ravil, mm-hmm. when you saw this happen after the fight, what were you thinking? So, um, when I saw that situation, I didn't um, surprise. Because... In- <laughs> um, I was expect that kind of those kind of things from Khabib because uh, for in Caucasus uh, when you are saying something you have to be really careful uh, with your words. Yeah. Um, because as long as you are abusing uh, of religion or tradition or the country, uh, especially the Connor abused his father, his uh, team, and his friends. Uh, I think uh, he definitely, uh, I definitely um, expect those kind of things, yeah. Wow. So, like, how did Dagestan, like in Dagestan, how did people respond after all this happened? Uh, to be honest, they they were happy, happy about that. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys can see on the YouTube, um, after the fight, a lot of people just... Um, uh, all around the city in Makachkala, they just blocked uh, every road. You know, <laughs> they've been like they was they were hap- happy and uh, it like, was a crazy scene. There were people like riding around on the roofs of cars, shooting guns <laughs> off in the air, and then like horses gallop by. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was incredible. Wow. Oh yeah. So when you guys, if I can ask. Uh, Reveal it when when you or or folks from Dagestan are listening to McGregor's words and insults leading up to the fight. How do you understand that? What does it seem like to people where you're from? 
And I guess you've you've said that like you have to be really caref- careful with your words in Dagestan. He's not in Dagestan. He's not Dagestani. So mm-hmm. do, is there some understanding of what like trash talk means for someone like McGregor? Yeah, um, I probably s- uh, gonna say that MMA uh, in Russia uh, is like totally different compared than. Uh, European or American mm-hmm. MMA, huh. and in terms of trash talk uh, and uh, stare downs is like totally different. So, uh, as you can as as you guys can see in Russia, uh, like Russian fighters, they never talk like most of them, like ninety percent of them, they're not talking trash about uh, his opponent. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, anyway, it's. Uh, they're gonna take it like as a personal uh, right. other other fighters, and uh, I think uh, they realize they they know uh, responsibility. That's why they not saying any bad words to them. Now, uh, as I know, we we've got one just only one fighter uh, who used that kind of uh, those kind of trash. trash okay. Talks. Huh. Yeah. Wow. His that, name is Minif. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting. Like, I don't think anybody in the in the states knows that here in Russia there is not really a culture of trash talk among. I'm, 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 how fighters. how could they or why would they? You right, know, it, it's not in English. Yeah, right. So right. let me let me ask this, Ravil. So basically, what you're saying is, out of like basic respect for people, there's just an understanding you don't do that. You don't talk to other, and not just in, in MMA, but in general. Yeah, in general, in MMA, uh, I think uh, in Russia, everything is mixed, you know, like mm-hmm. when uh, it's not like, oh, this is just a business or this is just a promotion of the fight or whatever. Uh, everything, uh, even in a, in MMA, uh, it takes a lot of responsibility. So that's why uh, MMA in Russia is like literally different compared than American huh. MMA mm-hmm. or European. Uh, so that's why uh, people are aware, awareing of um, bad words, right. so yeah, trash right, talks, right. and we don't even talking about uh, like <coughs> the way that Connor did uh, with his trash talk. He's he touched uh, religion. It's mm-hmm. like way higher, um, right? Way worse than just right. Yeah. Uh, so what would happen if and if anyone if Habib or like just in any situation in Dagestan, someone did not respond, retaliate against verbal insults like that. You mean what's going to happen? If they yeah, didn't, to, if somebody was insulting them, uh, either insulting their father like he did or insulting their religion, what oh, if a Dagestani guy just didn't respond and ignored that? And just walked away, yeah. Um, I think uh, it's not going to happen. Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um if uh he f- he feels like that he's uh, less stronger or he's more weak um physically, he's got, he's not going to think about that. He's going to go straight and talk to him. Uh he's going to answer him. I mean, he's going to ask him uh what uh re- really he means. And then he's gonna do whatever he he have to do. So wow, I think uh, it's uh, like a codex, uh, codex, yeah, codex, code of yeah. honor or something, code of ethics, yeah, yeah. So 
am I understanding right? Basically, in Dagestan and in, in general, in the Caucasus, mm-hmm. if somebody says something to you about something that's important to you, if they insult it, the proper way to respond is to basically hold that person responsible for what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because lifestyle uh, in uh, Caucasus, in Dagestan especially, is, uh, it's like really lifestyle because it touched everything. When you are actually speaking with uh, people who are older than you, it's, uh, you have to aware of like bad words. Otherwise, (laughs) they can punch you like, what are you talking about, you know? Wow. And, uh, and if the youngest person going to answer uh, again and again, then he got a big problem from right. uh, all around people who lives there because they're going to protect uh, his, that older, older person. So, so uh, even if we're going to look to this situation, I think uh, we're not talking about something like uh, other stuffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Even this small things is like like this so i mean well that's hmm. interesting you you bring up uh elders he said in his press conference i know my dad is going to smash me <laughs> yes that was a great line <laughs> and he sort of smiled like he knew he was going to get in trouble cuz he started his press conference apologizing to nevada to las vegas to the federation or whatever for his behavior he said it wasn't his best display of behavior and then he went into a defense but so I'm interested. Um, why do you think he he was going to get smashed by his dad, or 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 in what ways did he bring some kind of dishonor? If yeah, that's to, a really to, to really yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. a really good question because um, uh, he said uh, in the last press conference after the fight, "Sorry, Nevada. Sorry, Athletic uh, Commission of that's Nevada." That's it. Right. The commission, and then he said. Uh, I do realize that my father gonna smash me uh, <laughs> more badly than uh, other like organizations right. or whatever persons, because um, life in Caucasus in Dagestan is kind of different because of traditions. Huh. For example, uh, your father is um, always for uh, like how, how to say he's more important than other things. You have to listen to him. You have to follow him. Uh, otherwise, you, you got in big trouble. So that's the part of traditions when uh, young, young of generation of the people, like uh, sons or other people, they are um, following him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in the West, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eli, but there's often an understanding of... Once you get married, whenever that is, your 20s or 30s, then um, uh, you are up to that point kind of uh, like your relationship with your parents was the most important. But then when you get married, it's your relationship with your spouse and uh, the relationship with the parents, it kind of shifts, you know, whereas here, I've definitely noticed that. And here, like the relationship with the parents is always at the forefront. You know, no yeah, I, I agree with that. Get, I mean, yeah, it's not only marriage. I think that one of the, um, like Western, one of the big Western questions is is how to come of age, 
There's not right. a definite way or time necessarily that you know that you've passed from being a boy to a man or a girl to a woman. Marriage is a good indicator. Job, financial independence is really the main one. If you can pay right. for your own house and food and everything, what happens is what is expected is that, is that this relationship where you're beneath and your parents are above, slowly you slide up and become equal and even yeah. with them. And so you are interacting as equal adults and there's extra love and there's definitely respect still, but right. the expectation is that you'll act like, like equals. Right. And that's success for becoming an adult. Whereas in, in a, in a, in a Caucasus type culture, um, the, you're never rising up and becoming the same as your parents at least while your parents are alive. Right, that's right. You know, you might take their place when they pass on, but you don't, as far, and well, th- and I guess that's a question. Would you say that's true, Reveal? Yeah, yeah. you agree? Yeah, you agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just taught a class this week on cultures, and uh, one thing that we looked at is, um, there's kind of, you can break cultures in the world down into three basic sorts when it comes to understanding um, their deeper concerns and there's sort of a negative and a positive for each of them in Western cultures, kind of one of our main underlying concerns is guilt. And in the Western cult, like framework, we're looking for innocence. In other words, our question is, am I breaking the law? Am I, am I, uh, okay legally, you know, or is there going to be punishment? Um, Many other cultures, yeah. the core question is not guilt, it's shame. And shame is not defined by, have I broken the law and done something that's going to be punished? It's, how am I being esteemed by other people around me? How, wh- what is my place in society? Yeah. And what is being sought is honor. And so when you have a guilt and innocence framework, someone like McGregor can come in, use all sorts of horrible language, but from a Western point of view, he's not really doing anything really bad because he's not guilty of breaking any laws. The bad thing was the bus, but the words are just words. Right. Because especially because we so value freedom. of We value independence, freedom of speech and expression. We even have a a proverb in English that says sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I mean, do you, can I stop right there? Reveal. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes and no. And yeah. I do too. Yes and no <laughs> also. But tell, tell, tell us why. Yeah. In, yeah. in terms of this situation, I'm not agree. Because um, as long as you are um, like speaking, n- no, not bad words, like just um, you're not bro- bro- broken the, uh, the mm-hmm. lines, you're good. But you, when you are talking about family, uh, religion. Right country i think this is like a stop sign you know and that's wow. exactly where the yeah that's the, a good visual just just to finish this point i mean what you said before ravil everything is connected and honor and shame framework your honor is connected to your family to your past to your nation and when those are attacked it's like a personal attack and if yeah. if yeah and so, so if you don't respond then you are letting down all of those things it's a totally different framework one more thing Uh, you said freedom uh, of speech Uh, yeah in America 
uh, Americans and Europeans, yeah. uh, they think like in this this way, right? right? Um, as long as you're not breaking the laws, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but when you are ask you you are asking yourself, is that okay to me? Like as a person, if this guy gonna say to me, uh, I think you gonna answer. You're gonna find that answer. I mean, right? Mm. It's one thing if it's a theory. Yeah, it's just it gets- a show, and you are watching for other lives, and you're not concerning um, yourself as a person who involved involved in that situation. That's why. But when you're gonna ask yourself, like truly, truly, truly ask yourself, then you're gonna get some nice answer. I, I think. I guess. You know, and I think a lot of listeners would say. I'm sure some would agree with you, but I would say in the West, you know, we, we even talk about it like if someone insults you, someone might say, be the bigger person, like be the stronger person and walk away from the insult. Right. Like it's actually reversed where if you get, if you get um, offended by words that so much that you think you have to fight, some people view that as a kind of weakness. And so you have these total opposite points of view. And I'm not discounting what you're saying, Ravio. I totally see that, you know? But like the cultural point of view couldn't be more They're opposite. They're so different. They're so different. Yeah, I do understand because I used to live in America and I, and I do realize how um, different culture cultures we do, we, we've got between Russian and... Yeah. I mean, it's not even Russian. It's like Caucasus tradition. Yeah, Caucasus. So, Cause, and even so. people here don't really agree with that sticks and stones can break my bones because we do know there's power in words. You know, it's not... Right. You know, there, there is truth to that. Man, so... It, it's really interesting because, uh, Eli, you talked about these kind of worldview frameworks, guilt and innocence and honor and shame. So... Uh, most writers in the West, when they wrote opinion pieces about was it right or wrong what Habib did after the fight, most of them said it was wrong. Well, did you hear the did you hear the question? It's a guilt innocence right question. Right or wrong? Exactly. It was yeah. Did he break the law? Should he have done that? They were totally viewing things from a did he do something right or wrong perspective. Whereas mm-hmm. here in Russia and especially in the Caucasus. The am I right? People were viewing it as did he respond to honor his family or to shame his family? To honor his friends or to shame his friends? Uh, he responded as a honor, like yeah, right. <clears throat> and uh, about uh, this situation, I think uh, UFC organization definitely <laughs> supporting the uh, uh, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch. Because if we're going to look at to the bus situation, um, there was nothing except like um, New York uh, like um, court. He went to the court. Uh, he uh, did what he did and he came, came back to the UFC and he's good. Uh, and But he almost killed the people in, inside of the bus. One of the Michael Chiesa was injured because of the um, window, broken window. Uh, yeah. So here's my theory, guys. I've got a <laughs> theory. I hope it has the word conspiracy connected to it. I think that Habib is a really intelligent guy. And you can see it in the way he fights. Yep. And I speculate that Habib knew that if he did not settle the score 
then and there if he did not retaliate against all of McGregor's trash talk, then if he hadn't settled it there, not only would he have lost face and lost honor, but I think it would have put like Connor in danger from Dagestanis and Caucasus people all over the world for time to come. Because there would be this whole like national unsettled score. And I think that Habib chose a really smart moment to do what he had to do culturally in a way that wouldn't get out of hand because there's thousands of cops right there and they're going to shut it down. (laughs) And then it's taken care of. Wow. Yeah, I I think he did it all at once. So, you know, we'll have to wait to interview him on our show, Andrew. You should be a sports writer, um, Mm. Eli. That might be my first and last sports insight. (laughs) Listeners, just so you know, I have reached out to Habib Nurmagomedov <laughs> to interview him for this podcast. We have yet to hear oh. back, but I am not going to give up. Andrew, okay. the squeaky wheel gets... <laughs> Reveal, what degrees. do you think about what he just said? So I think that um, that was smart, for sure. <laughs> um, Except for the three guys who attacked because, Connor you know, in the ring. You know what? You know what? <laughs> because not smart. The, the, because of the freedom of speech, they can... Um, during the fight, the... What's his name? The coach name of Connor? Oh, yeah. Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan. Uh, Dennis Dylan. Dennis, yeah, Dennis Dylan. He's been talking some really trash, big trash uh, to Habib all f- four rounds. Yeah. And really bad things like about religion or something, whatever. And uh, what he have to do? So he jumped uh, uh, over the cage and did what... He did already, so yeah. mm-hmm. um, because otherwise, uh, in America, okay, in Russia, you can avoid those kind of problems with the police officers or blah blah blah, to not being shot, shot at or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in America, you know, you're not able to do that as long as Dana, uh, Dana White, uh, not so close to you, as long as uh, they are supporting Connor with all of his court problems or whatever, mm-hmm. as long as you, like, a lot of things that are not f- to uh, Khabib's side. Not, yeah. not, like, mm-hmm. not, not positive, I mean, side. Well, we, they haven't, uh, as we're recording this, they have not released, the Las Vegas Athletic Commission has not released kind of their verdict on the situation. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Listeners, I, I want to say this. Uh, obviously, you can tell Ravil feels strongly about this. And I'm sure just because you're Dagestani, it hits close to home, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I think I want to say this. If uh, in the West, uh, we, if, we, if we truly believe that, uh, like we say, that there's good in every culture in the world and we respect what other cultures believe, then I, th- I think you have to respect the perspective of Habib and the perspective of Rabiul and of Caucasus people in this situation. Maybe it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, maybe you completely disagree with it. And I've read some crazy online commentary and arguments about all this. <laughs> um, but like, this is, I mean, it's kind of a core human question. Like, can you be civil with a person you strongly disagree with, you know? And, uh, I mean, this kind of, uh, I don't know if you want to say clash of cultures or what, but it's like at the forefront of this question right now because of how totally different agree. it's viewed, you know? Listen to this quotation from the Moscow Times 
um, article online. They, they refer to their fan base, but they're really talking about culture. It says, quote, the difference between these varying fan perspectives lies in their cultural upbringing and the lens from which they view the world. To a Western audience, McGregor's antics, meaning everything he did up until the fight and during the fight, were typical of fight theatrics and protected under freedom of speech. To those from the North Caucasus, McGregor's actions demanded retribution. Nurmagomedov reiterated this message upon his return to Dagestan earlier this week, and they quote him saying, the first thing I wanted to show him, McGregor, is the difference between our people and his people. So, and, that, and it goes on. From the Western point of view, they called it theatrics. That's such a helpful word. It's right. acting. Yeah. It's, it's pretending, in, in a sense. Even though it's, you know, really profane, coarse, offensive language, it's basically in the, in the category of, of make-believe, in a sense. And from the North Caucasus point of view, it's clearly crossed a line. So it's, it's really hard to say one party was right and the other wrong. When you bring in the cultural perspectives, you'd have to say both are wrong and both have their <laughs> you know, reasons that they acted the way they did. But, but yeah, the core question is how do we live with our differences? And it, yeah. it may be, well, you don't just get free reign to insult people without check. And it may be you don't have free reign to you know, retaliate uh, physically when you are insulted. And you know, there, it's, it's probably something on both sides if we're going to... Um, you know, find that way to, to live with differences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a simple, it's not, it's not a simple question. It's not a simple solution, you know? Um, Yeah. But I want to say this one thing though. I, I, I appreciate Habib's comment that his desire is to bring respect to the sport. Now, what he means by respect is a whole world of things that probably will never perfectly define this sport. Right. But I do think that sports can be a really good way and constructive way to work some of this out. So listeners, I am positive. Some of you are fuming right now and uh, vehemently disagree with this conversation. If that is you, uh, we will set up a ring here, an octagon, for you to fight <laughs> Ravil personally. And work out your differences. Uh, but I will have you. I will have you know that's probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, it would be good to hear your thoughts. Um, I, I mean, personally, I'm really torn because I, I love America. I love the Caucasus, and I totally see both perspectives. And I understand both sides. I am biting my tongue because. We try to be neutral on this podcast and just present uh, present it as it is. But- well, let me just say, Andrew, I really think Torn is one of the most responsible places to be. And I think if, if it's just hard one side or the other, there is a lack of understanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's what this whole conversation is about, you know? Not to pick one side or the other, but to say, look, there's this tension and we have to, you know, we have to resolve in our own ways, but yeah, man, that was great. Um, yeah, this is about to get really uncomfortable. So let's, uh, wrap it up. <laughs> Ravil, <laughs> would you add anything else? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I think I have some, 
Ah, especially uh, about this situation with Zubaira Tukhugov, he did very, very good as a friend, as a like good person. So, listeners, this is the guy. He jumped in the ring, and uh, he was punching McGregor after Habib had jumped out of the ring. Yes. Yeah, especially um, the Connor punched Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov first. Uh, yes. It's, uh, um, Habib Nurmagomedov's uh, blood brother. Uh-huh. And then Zubaira jumped in and he punched him as a, if I'm not mistaken, to the face and they start uh, right. like fighting, whatever. So I think Habib doesn't want that money and he refused of all of that money. If like, if, if you guys gonna um, pull out the Zubaira, I'm gonna out of UFC um, like he's gonna mm-hmm. quit too quit said. too yeah, yeah. So. another matter of honor right there you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um man good stuff so what about 50 cent <laughs> that we could just keep going on and on and on um yeah but I think I think it's a good place to wrap up that's great yeah dude Raviel it was so helpful to have you in this conversation yeah. thank you Thank you, and guys. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. And um, if anyone insults you on our website, uh, don't take it personally. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> no problem. No, we won't let those posts come through. Eli, we're going to have a couple links for our listeners, maybe some of the articles we referenced. And- yeah, listeners, um, Andrew's going to get a bunch of links, and I will put them in the uh, in, in the show notes. Done. So again, if you're listening on a, like a smartphone, just scroll down when you're listening to it and there will be all the show notes and links, or you can go to our website, caucustalk.com. And of course, uh, whenever we post, it comes up on our new Facebook page. We'll get some, we will do some curating of links because there's a lot out there about this situation. I got a, I got a couple good ones for you. Yeah, some of the, the measured, measured responses. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions, uh, comments, concerns, email us, podcast at caucustalk.com. And uh, hey, check out our Facebook page. Um, maybe we could get a conversation uh, on Facebook started about this. Um, I, w- I would count on it. Yeah. But thanks for listening. Uh, this was Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. And Ravil, the eagle, will see you when you get here. <laughs> 